0: Jody and Jonna. Good, good morning. morning. I'm so excited to be doing this because my goodness it's been so long since I've seen your faces live and so this got us up early in the morning. <laughs> Jonna's in her car <laughs> and Jody's in a child's bedroom because they all are sleeping in the same bedroom the other kids are and I'm in the corner mm-hmm. of my bedroom since it's like 6 a.m here in Colorado so it's a good morning. Good morning to you, Christy. I miss you. Oh, I miss you guys too. You guys are just a breath of air, always. So let's get who you are. So you all are sisters and you grew up in Fort Hancock, Texas and you rodeoed a bit and you played lots of sports and you were right on the Rio Grande, right? How far away? We You can um, throw a rock into Mexico from the back of our
1: Kind of family farm, it's right so your, there.
0: Your parents are still there, right?
1: No, they actually moved, but they well, they kind of bounce back
0: and forth. They're in Gordon now, right? Which you all are going to on Friday. Here's my husband, mm-hmm. he wants, yeah, and there's Jody. Okay, so an interesting thing here Jody is married to Jody, and so we've got Jody and Jody LaFrance right there. So, Mr. Jody LaFrance is moving out of the picture. And um, they live in Plainview, Texas. And her husband is a football coach, high school football coach. And Jody sings on the worship team at your church, right? Yes, I do. Yes, awesome. Okay. And Jonna and her husband, so they, their main name is Rogers, but she is now Jonna Johnston. Like you guys have the most fun names. So it's Jody and Jody LaFrance and Jonna Johnston. So Jonna's husband, Bill. I works with FCA in College Station, Texas, at Texas A&M, and um, that's where you all met. That's where we all met was in College Station. Um, I had a job at a, at a co-op down there for a couple of years, and I first met Jonna. Yes, so I met, um, I met you all through Dina, and um, she knew you through Breakaway Ministries, which is this huge Bible study. Um, where I think the, the only place they could have it was in the basketball arena, right? That was the only place big enough. It
2: mm-hmm. kept
0: outgrowing growing everything else. Yeah. Just this huge Bible study. So that's how I met you all. And somehow I started coming over to your house, your family house. And so who all lived there? You all, your brother, your cousin, like it was just craziness, right? And a few others over the years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we had one
2: crazy roommate. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh goodness, anyway.
0: So, one time I remember Jody got out the boas and you were doing like a Bamsy impersonation. And so, who who is Bamsy exactly? Bamsy's our grandmother,
1: Mary Miller. Um she just had we called her the queen of Fort Hancock. Um she's just a very interesting personality. Um She loved leopard print, any kind of animal print, but mostly leopard for sure. It's classier, you know, and then denim, lots of denim and big earrings. She had huge glasses, very, very big glasses. And cause she said that smaller glasses, she felt like she was trying to dodge fence posts. And so she needed a wide lens um, so she could have a good field of vision uh, but she mostly liked clip-on earrings, but they needed to be big, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And she just loved us completely and was just this major character in our life, you know? So,
0: And we all discussed this already. In honor of Bansy, in memory of Bansy, we are all wearing very large earrings today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this world of quarantine and, and video conferencing, um I have learned that that is the best way to get. Like you don't even have to wear makeup; just put on some big earrings, and you are mm-hmm. good to go.
0: Yes, you are. Pro tips. Pro tips. Pro tips. Exactly. Or okay. life hacks. So you two are quite a little act when you get together, and so I know you probably don't get together all that much in person anymore, um, since Jody is up in View, Texas, and. And John is in College Station, but a couple times a year you do, and then you get inspired and you put these. Oh, what just happened? And one of them, you talked about Texas towns and and just the different ways that people say it that may not be correct. So what are some examples of some of these Texas towns that are wrong in most people's vocabulary? You go ahead, John.
2: Oh gosh, I'm like having, i have going brain dead for a second. First one was La Mesa. That just kind of popped in my head. Um, some may say La Mesa. It's Lamisa. Mesa. La Mesa. Mejia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's spelled Mexia, but you are from another state if you'd call it that. Mejia, um, of
1: course. Um, what else, Jody? Um, there's a town up in the panhandle that's spelled Miami, but Mm -hmm. you're supposed to pronounce it Miami. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's another town, Meadow. You're supposed to pronounce it Meta. Mm -hmm. Palestine.
2: Uh, my husband's from Palestine. Palestine. people. are y'all going to Palestine? No, that's in the Middle East.
1: Palestine. (laughs) Palestine. And then also Big Spring, Texas, always gets mispronounced as Big Springs, Big mm-hmm. Springs, New like, Braun. And mm-hmm. it is dry as a powder house. It is Big Spring, and I don't know if there's, there's no spring ones. there. <laughs> there's not much. Oh, also uh, New Braunfels. Uh, we have mm-hmm. people that like to call it New Bronzefuls. New Brunfuls. <gasps> it's, it's New Braunfels. There's no S in mm-hmm. the middle. Mm-hmm. So we just like to correct everybody mm-hmm. to make the world a better. You know when we
2: were kids we spent a lot of time in the car. Anywhere you went, any town you went to was at least 3 hours away. And you know there was no iPhone maps so I remember we always everyone had a map in the car if you're driving. You had a paper map. But I love maps to this day and I just remember sitting in the back seat as a kid looking at the map and going, "Oh wow, look at East Texas. There's so many towns." And it always struck me how like West Texas was so sparse and um, so interesting, but I would just study the names of the towns and just, I have really good geography. My husband didn't do that hmm. um, because all the towns were close. So I don't think they used a map as much.
0: Um, Maybe
2: that's right. Anyway, that was one benefit
0: from when I was driving a long way. way. Exactly right. You get to know him. when I was traveling for work, I always had like a Sam's you know, at Sam's Club, you'd buy those huge atlases. And Mm I, I lap and uh, I'd highlight my route where I was going. And so when we got married, I was still doing that. And Jeremy's like, Christy, you don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) You know, at the (laughs) time, you could go to MapQuest and print it out on your computer, you know, and bring it you. but still. And so, yeah, I think we're, yeah we're getting more more and more. I have a few
2: people in my life. I'm not going to call any names, but up until about a year ago they still wanted to print something off and then if they call you and give you the direction they're like well this is where you turn your-. I'm like whoa, whoa, whoa just give me the address I can get there I have an iPhone but they want to walk you through and then you're going to take a left here and then at this
0: uh, 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 uh we don't need that yeah. anyway yeah. but we we don't though like FedEx gets lost out here I think like they just don't know yeah what- the Out in the country, it can still be an issue. Yeah, they can get it wrong. Sometimes they can. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, oh. an idea for a future podcast might be some uh, country vocabulary words like farmers use that nobody else knows what they mean, like a turn row. What is a turn row? What is a sprinkler? Because when city people think of sprinkler, that's different than what a panhandle farmer you know high plains farmer uses they are not the same what's That's a funny. circle crop what's a row crop
0: what's a combine it's not like for for the
1: nfl football gifts. players yeah that is different
0: <laughs> no, yeah. it's exactly true. right very true i know we use so many terms but, mm. yeah okay so a we, stripper
1: they're, the the stripper Yeah.
0: That is different
1: than what most people think it is. Yes, exactly right. That's my <laughs> thoughts. Farmers pay a lot of money for strippers. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and their wives are okay with it. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna stop right there. <laughs> moving
0: on. Moving on. Oh, no, we got it. <laughs> You no, know, I think that you guys liked a tuna Christmas, a tuna Texas, all of that too, right? You were like big tuna fans? Yes.
2: And yes, I they gave us vocabulary on how to process disappointments and frustrations in life, I think.
0: So give me an example. What's what's in that vocab? Okay. <laughs> um well, I don't know, like if there's a disappointment
2: or whatever we say. Oh, Charlene Renee, we can't all be cheerleader. You can be cheerleader next year, but Mama, I'm a senior.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's applicable anyway. for our quarantine and everything getting shut down. Sorry, seniors, you know, right, right. Which would you can that?
2: play football next year, but Mama, I'm a senior. You can play baseball next year, unless you're playing in college. You're probably not going to play next year that's right that's right what's another one from tuna christmas
1: um i always like um well i don't know where to start i think of vera carp oh Mm -hmm. um i know just what to do with your tree you need to turn the bad side to the wall and bertha says vera i did and she goes oh well I'll just have loopy bring back my old ornaments. You know, she can't appreciate nice things. Like it's so tacky. Oh my God. And then
2: when she tells her neighbor, Oh, you have such
1: a nice view of my
2: yard. She's just so arrogant and doesn't even know it. (laughs) Oh,
1: also the other one that I like is uh, where the, the head football coach, um, he has he's taken his state competency exam for the fifth time so y'all get on down to the Coeta baptist church and pray, 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 pray. 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 If, if he doesn't make it this time he's going into politics <laughs> 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 which by the way my husband is taking his state competency test for his principalship on tuesday so y'all get down to the Coeta baptist church and pray 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 this is a big deal for us
0: so awesome <laughs> you guys also did an impersonation of coffee Talk. it was on saturday Night live right and uh would you want to like get into your roles there
2: mm-hmm. Um, how do we start? This is Coffee Talk with the Two Sisters. It's my New yeah. York accent mixed with Texas.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Coffee Talk with the Two Sisters.
1: Yes, and you know I have a brother who has a sister, and her sister's aunt's cousin, you know, she she told us all this stuff, so it's kind of, <laughs> I don't know.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> love it.
2: You guys are making me laugh. We need our brother
0: on here. He's the comedian of the family. How is he? Now tell me your brother's name. It's a fun name. Jimmy Frank. Jimmy Frank. Isn't that awesome? Mm -hmm. Common spelling. Common spelling. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we've got all that out of the way. And uh, what we're really going to focus on today is mom's quarantine survival guide. Because these are interesting times that we're living in with our kids um, at home all the time. Wait, wait, wait.
2: Can I say it? Yeah. We're living in unprecedented times. Have you ever heard that word, unprecedented?
0: Yes, yes. That's that's hmm. a good point. Now, Jonna, you've homeschooled before, right? But you're not, mm-hmm. like, I mean, besides coronavirus. <laughs> State mandated, federally <laughs> mandated homeschooling.
1: Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You don't need more, right?
2: Right. Two years gave me my fill. Okay. All right. It only took two years for me to get a fill of that. Okay. No, it was good. There was a lot of blessings in those two years.
0: Now, if we want to talk about this, we've got, what, 10 kids between all of us. So, Jody, you're the star achiever with five, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Jonna, you came in second place with 3 and I only three. Only three and I've got 2 so we got we got 10 between us. So we've got a little bit of experience here with this. Thanks to get us through. We started talking about podcasts. We had a little messenger conversation yesterday about just fun stuff. And so we're first just going to list out our favorite podcasts because I don't know about you but Um, For the ultimate guilty pleasure, I go in my bedroom, I lock the door, I turn on a podcast and I fold laundry, right? And I don't have headphones that work. I wish I did. The things that I probably shouldn't listen to on speaker, I do in my bedroom when I'm folding laundry. But the rest of the time, I just blast it out on speaker and and the kids here. So we're going to go over some of our favorite podcasts. And so let's start with Jody. Do you want to list some of your favorite podcasts?
1: Yeah. Okay. okay. And I do the same thing, Christy. There are cer I don't have good headphones. So maybe if there's a benevolent, like one of your sponsors.
0: Oh yeah. Are we
1: going to pause and name off all your sponsors at some point? Yeah, time? I don't have any, but you guys can pretend I do. Okay. We're going to pause <laughs> a moment from our sponsors. That'd be my husband. Because he's watching the kids. That's our <laughs> level of, first level of sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty high level, actually. It's amazing. I mean, not everybody can do that. Um, But anyway, yeah. So I too also have certain podcasts that I listen to by myself and then some that are more, you know, family friendly. Okay. So my, I've got a gob that I love, 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 but these are my top ones right now. I love Ravi Zacharias ministries and so for a long time, I listened to him on YouTube, uh, but I don't have the YouTube app because I have this false belief that if I take the app off my phone, that I won't go to it anymore. But all I do is open up Safari. I know I'm probably dating myself. And then I just type in the URL and I go there. Facebook.com. I know. <laughs> like I said, it, like somehow I'm going to manage my social media consumption if I'll just... Like if I won't have the app, but then I just go to the mm-hmm. website and do it anyway. Anyway, so I can't, uh, I started listening to the podcast because then I could um, navigate off of the app, you know, YouTube, I don't have the app. So anyway, there you go. Sorry. I'm probably over-complicating that, over-explaining
0: that. I do that on Facebook too, because you get notifications all the time, if not. And so I I go to the uh, Facebook.com. I do that. Do you guys- um, Christy,
2: you know, you can manage notifications in settings. So you're yes, not getting true. those notifications all the time.
0: That's true. I should do that.
2: You guys- yes, you I'm kind of a tech support girl.
0: You know, I just. For all got- the elderly anyway. I know I am elderly. <laughs> I am older than you guys by a couple years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, Okay. Jody, okay. go on Sorry. with your podcast. Okay. That was number should- one. You guys, if we go back to that, you know, I just got back to Facebook. Cause I took off for like two months and I, I, we separated me and Facebook and I thought it was going to be a divorce, but I missed everybody so much and it was like mm-hmm. quarantine coping thing. And so I'm back. It didn't make my list here, but, but I got back. So just wanted you guys to know that it's been a pretty big struggle for two months. I hear you. Well, okay. So,
1: uh, I Ravi, so RZIM, that's Ravi Zacharias international ministries, ask away. So it's an apologetics podcast and I love it. I love their heart. I like the way that they say people, uh, questions don't need to be answered. People do. And so it's just one of my favorites. I don't know how in depth you want me to go in all of this, but maybe just a little snippet. Just a little snippet. Yep. That's, I just love that. And mostly because of the questions my kids ask me very deep questions. And I I feel like I glean so much good perspective from them. Um, Next, I love The Bible Project. Um, I I like their podcast because they go really deep into different uh, theological aspects of the Bible. And they believe that the Bible tells one unified story. And so I feel like I am almost in a college level class when I watch that. it's just very interesting. Um, I just really enjoy that. Another one that I like a lot is Sally Clarkson's um, at Home with Sally. And I feel like um, just that she understands the Ministry of Motherhood. and so she uses language that helps me realize that my life is not my own and the high calling of motherhood, and being a wife, and family, and I feel like she gives great strategies for how to cult, um, cultivating the kind of life you want at home, and loving the life that you have, rather than wishing it away, um, and comparing yourself to other people, and what they have, and you know, I just feel like um, she's helped envision me, in my motherhood and being a wife. And so I just, it's super life-giving, very biblically. I mean, all these are very biblically based. Also I have rededicated my life to the Dave Ramsey show. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I can't like seriously. So we, we got out of debt one time except for our house. And then we went back into debt recently for higher education purposes And, um, so now we're working our way, you know, we've got a plan and all that kind of stuff, but literally like I listened to his podcast and I had to turn it off because I felt so much conviction. I was like, I I failed, you know, Dave would be so disappointed in me. And then I've gotten over that and I'm enjoying it again, but, oh, I just get so cracked up. So one person... (laughs) do you, I love the people that call in that are like, um, you know, they ask a question and he just pauses and he, and it's the awkward silence. And I told Jody, I said, um, they ask the dumb question and, you know, it's like, I'd be terrified to call into his show. And he just kind of does that awkward pause. And you're like, I asked the dumb question, didn't I? I'm like, yep. Yes, you did. Yes,
2: you did. <laughs> I would change my name if I called in. <laughs> I'd say this is Jody LaFrance. And I'm calling <laughs>
1: in." <him. laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And so uh, quickly moving on to help get over the shame. Uh, get to believe God for big things. I love exploring the prophetic with Sean Bowles. This podcast should just be called God stories. Um, people, he just talks to people about how they hear God and how they, how the prophetic has impacted their life. And it's super encouraging and, uh, inspiring to just believe God for more. You know, how do you invite him into your Space to realize that we're in God's space, really, you know and and how that works. I love it, and then recently um uh, this might fit into healthy coping through the quarantine, but a friend of mine shared john eldridge's pause app uh, app sorry, pause as in like push pause, not like hoofs and pause um, So I just downloaded that last week, actually. Oh, I, so they're, yeah. Anyway, so you have to, they're, they're like meditation practices. So he wrote a book called, um, getting my life back or something like that. Is that right, Donna? Get your life back. I don't know. I don't know. Something like that anyway. Um, but it's, it's, he calls it benevolent detachment. Like you're going to have to let some things go. You cannot carry the weight of the world with you everywhere you go. It's not, you weren't created for that. And so these are benevolent detachments where you like take one minute and you just say, God, I give everything to you. And you've practiced, you know, you just take some deep breaths and you invite Jesus to come in. And, and it's like pr- going back to your union with Christ of healing that, that I really do have a God and I am not God. And so you just let a lot of that stuff go. It is so, it's so beyond like, we did not do this stuff growing up, you know, in our little corner of Texas exactly this way, but it has been so helpful. Um So anyway,
0: those are my top ones. I love them. Very good. Pause. That's a great thing. Cause I, you know, we'll talk about our unhealthy coping mechanisms of what we've done, but mm-hmm. wonderful. to kind of deal with all those things. So, okay, Jonna, we're on your fave podcast. Okay. I think my favorite,
2: and I always recommend it to women, ladies of all ages is revive our hearts. Um, because they, I love how Nancy Walgamuth teaches the Bible, but many times they interview different people uh, from all walks of life, um, uh, women of all ages, and they just share their story, and um, those stories just impact me. Um, I also like Sally Clarkson. I listen to her a little bit. I have so many different podcasts. Um, I would say Revive Our Hearts is uh, More of a staple in my life. Um, I've enjoyed listening to what's that doctor one? Low carb doctor.
0: Yeah, trying to eat
2: more low carb. Yeah, Um, because I'm trying to eat less white sugar and white flour. Um, and it's a struggle. Um, what else? Um, I. That's okay. Gone I think um, that that's really my main one. That's what I really recommend to people. Yeah, and I'm just a big believer in, you know, what we put in our minds and what we put in our hearts is what's going to come out. And so a lot of people make, um, I would say, Christian women especially make excuses for why they um, listen or watch trash. And then they wonder why trash comes out and, or just toxic negative thinking. And I just think so much of living a victorious life begins with what we put in our minds
0: mm-hmm.
2: and what we fill our hearts with.
0: Absolutely. Cause I can tell a difference when I'm um, not like you've talked about low carb D that's on my list. So yeah, I, I knew I needed to lose weight again, like in August. And my foot hurt so bad. I could hardly walk. So y'all would appreciate. Mm. I was looking up on Amazon, like any tool I could find. And so I started using the fascia blaster. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Jody is like, yes, you have one Jody.
1: Yes. I borrowed it from my friend
0: and it's sitting in my closet. I know. I haven't used mine lately. I've got three of them. Um, basically it works out all the, what causes like, um, Cellulite, I guess, which it didn't matter to me about cellulite, but it did matter that my foot hurt. So I was trying all these different things. I would go work out. I have a trainer, spirit. i like periodically over the last ten years, whenever I'd need to lose weight, she'd help me get thirty pounds off. And so anyway, and I've got a workout group I adore that I come in a couple months every two years and then pop back out. <laughs> a couple <of laughs> months. So it's Kelsey. I'll give well, them the you a shout did. out, Kelsey and. Vicky and Laura, they're just awesome. But anyway, I would do that. And then I go in, I'd work out hard with them for an hour because Kelsey is like no easy trainer. And, and then I would go into their, their bathroom, their community center and no one was there. It was glorious. And I, they tell you to use it in a sauna where your body is like ready to change and stuff. And this thing, you just like break up all the tissue knots in your body. And so that was good. Then I figured that wasn't working good. But I got on a Facebook group where these ladies that use it and somebody had this tool where you like scrape. (laughs) And so I decided to go to physical therapist and I took this scraping tool to him to see if he could use it on my calf. He goes, oh no, they would need this thing in a butcher shop. So you should probably stop using it. Like that kind of thing. I was so desperate. What I Mm -hmm. found out is when I stopped eating gluten, which we are gluten farmers, so not everyone should stop eating gluten. But for me, mm-hmm. when I stopped eating gluten, it went away, that pain in my foot, and I could walk. And so it was, Wow. so I found out I was probably just really inflamed. But with that low-carb low MD, if I listen to that, I mean, they're all way above my head. They're doctors that so they talk about all these uh, physiological mm-hmm. and stuff, but uh, it's way above. But if I listen to it, I'll stay on the right track. So um, anyway, we'll get into that later too. So my some of my I just had my top five and so low carb was on there, but then also you guys are so spiritual, which I love. And so I listened to those two. I didn't make I, I think I mine are more of um I wouldn't say self help gurus, but like people who help you process things. And so the boundaries.me podcast is on there. you guys heard of that with Henry Cloud? Henry Cloud? Oh, I don't know who no. he is. Yeah. I <laughs> didn't know they had a podcast. I have yeah, That's yeah. cool. Yeah, he started it and he's got a, like a new call in radio show too. And so I just love, and um, wow. wrote the boundaries book and um, we've listened to him speak in person before and they're just, he's wonderful. And so I like that. So that unlocking us with Brene Brown, have you all heard of Brene Brown? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know she had a podcast. Holy smokes.
0: Yeah. It's pretty new, like during this quarantine era. Um, so it's really good. But I've just learned so much about vulnerability and shame and all of those things. And so that's really great. And then we talked about, like on our little conversation yesterday, um, personality type stuff. So I love typology. And typology is all about the Enneagram. And um, you two said you're both seven Enneagrams, number sevens. I'm an eight with the seven wing. So seven are kind of the party people. But I learned a lot on there, and I continue to learn a lot. Just it helps me with my family. And then I like the podcast with Knox and Jamie. I'm new to that one, but they're so funny; it just makes me laugh. And so, Jody, you listened to one yesterday that I sent you, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, that was funny. But yeah, really-
0: I couldn't let my kids in there while I was folding laundry. Yeah, that's a not listen with the kids kind of one. Even though they they uh, are Christian people, that's the fun part of it. But anyway, okay. So we'll switch now, and how about we rotate this time? And um, Jody, give me one of your most unhealthy quarantine outlets. What have you been doing in quarantine that's not good for you? One thing, mm-hmm.
1: probably um, complete and unchecked access to the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, eating, snacking all the time, you know, rather than Mm -hmm. processing my feelings, eating out of boredom. Um, also just, uh, the consult, like I'm, I'm still breastfeeding. And so I have to sit down and hold a baby and my iPhone fits so well in my hand. And what can I do? I can consume social media for hours, you know, a day. And I also uh, implemented a new chore chart for my children. And so I just kind of gave that to them and expected them to homeschool and implement that chore chart by themselves and not want to be a part of that experience. That did not, that was not a successful endeavor. Evidently, I have to be involved in that. So there you go. Those are my top unhealthy ones. So, okay. okay.
0: How about you, John? Well, I'm trying to
2: cut out sugar um but it still finds its way into my pantry and one of them would be late night um snacking going into the pantry and just opening up the chocolate chips and then chocolate chips on themselves are not that good but then you have to add some sort of nut to it so almonds or um pecans or peanuts would be my least favorite with it but anyway you just have to like do a little trail mix and One little hand you begin with, and then a second handful, third handful, fourth, and you're standing right there in front of the, the pantry doing it all. So nobody like sees you, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not
0: good. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, I looked, we had a bag of chocolate chips and it's getting smaller in our freezer. Mm -hmm. The other day I repackaged them into a Pyrex while I was deciding if I was going to eat them or not. And I looked and it was like eight grams of sugar per tablespoon. I couldn't believe it. of Chocolate chips. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, what? Wow. Mm-hmm. There. And you what know else? what?
2: Proof that sugar is addictive. I bought some Stevia chips or something, you know? Yeah. Um, and I tried to have that little snack the other day. And after about a handful, I thought, mm, this isn't that good. And I just stopped because it didn't have the sugar. You know, sugar's like cocaine. It really
0: is. It is addictive anyway. Yeah. yeah. What else do you do? Plus sugar. Um, I don't
2: really want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I kind of, I go run errands sometimes in my car. I'm like, all right. You know, cause my husband's at home quite a bit now. I'm like, Hey, I, I gotta go. Um, go do this. I'll, I'll be back in just a bit. And then like, I get to the store and talk on the phone for 30 minutes in the parking lot and then go in the store and come back and might as well be like, were you okay? What, what happened? Oh, nothing. Just, you know, took a little extra time at the grocery store. <laughs> so do
0: that. You know. But when we get home from school or the kids and I were in the car, I think we'd gone up to pick up Jeremy somewhere. Cause we're, we're still farming and moving fields and all that stuff. So I just stay in my car for 45 minutes. And he's like, yes. Hey, what you doing in the carport?
2: <laughs> yes. That's what my husband's asking. He's like, are you okay out there? I'm like, yes, I've invited him a couple of times. I'm like, come here, come get in the car. And he's like, what? I said, come <laughs> sit in the car. And I said, close the doors. Do you see why I stay in here? It is so quiet and peaceful. Yeah, and when all the kids go inside, it's a good place.
0: Absolutely. It is. It's so. a, okay. Got you. All right. So some of mine, We, I mean, some of these, we've just talked about food a lot, right? So Reese's peanut butter cups, I ordered from Walmart.com, 36 packs of Reese's peanut butter cups, and I was going to mm-hmm. hear me dole them out one a day. So I didn't like overdose, but one mm-hmm. day it got really stressful and I texted him. And he had to tell me where they were. And when I ate one, I couldn't stop. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it morphed into like 10 packages
2: <laughs> all in one day. One a day though. One a day is just enough to irritate you.
0: True. It's just enough to kind of, yeah. Yeah. Bad. And, and then I got subscribed and said wouldn't happen again. So like once a month I would just like clockwork. <laughs> but before I got my first order, I canceled it. Like I am such a vacillator right now. Okay. And then I got mm-hmm. chicken with sun-dried tomatoes and spinach kick for every night. That's what we have for supper with pasta, the more, the better. So good.
2: Now what uh, it, wait, say that again, chicken. Yeah, it was,
0: it was a Pinterest recipe and I just felt like a little chef cause I've got a cast iron um, skillet now. And my husband finally put a vent in for me cause for a while this year I went fully carnivore, like only meat. And so I was stinking up the house all the time with steak that I was cooking and uh, we didn't even have a vent fan in the house. <laughs> so, so he put in a vent for me to vent all that out, but yeah, I found this recipe on Pinterest and it's so good. It's sun-dried chicken. So it's chicken that you cook up in the skillet and then you add uh-huh. like cream and sun-dried tomatoes and spinach and all this stuff. It's really good. Okay. Ooh, uh, Jody talked about too much news or too much Facebook uh, to me, mm-hmm. is during this whole deal is if I watch too much Twitter news. And in the beginning, in Colorado, at four o'clock every day, the Department of Health would put out the case study, like the cases in Colorado, like where they were, mm-hmm. and, and like clockwork, I would be right on there, you know, checking mm-hmm. county, my parents' county, everybody's county, and then I would text them, you know, what it was. That's so probably not the most healthy. And I was taking my children's homework too seriously because they didn't. That was actually advice. Um, and then I'd be running worst case scenarios through my head, like all the time. So when you talk about that podcast called pause, that's good because you can take your, your head you can go in like, what if I lose so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And you just can't run that through your head all the time. And, And irony, I think all of this is, is that we can't control so much of that. All we can control is what we do, what can we do to make ourselves healthier, our families healthier. And so, so anyway, I'm learning that and changing that. So now if we switch modes and let's talk about what's getting us through quarantine, that's the positive, the perky, the good. So how about you, Jody? Yeah. So I, it helped that we kind of
1: discussed this last night because I was able to make some notes on my phone and I'm like, I can't believe I have this wisdom inside of me. Why am I not practicing this on a more consistent basis? Like why did it take a world pandemic for me to write this down? Holy smokes. Um, anchoring my soul in Christ throughout the day, but One of the things that I, uh, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Dallas Willard. Uh, You better pack a lunch because it's going to take all day, actually years. I'm still working on the same book for over a year, but spiritual disciplines. So anchoring my soul in Christ throughout the day. Like, so one specific thing that I'm trying to do is like, okay, wake up and I'd immediately grab the phone and immediately get on Facebook. That's my default. So I'm trying to disrupt that. And it's. So what that looks like for me is. Uh, before I can pick up my phone. And connect to anything digitally. I try to actually speak. To God first. And say like good morning Holy Spirit. You know. What do you have for me today? And then I'll read a chapter. Um, I've I've gone back to my online my Bible app, but for a while I was doing better of actually picking up the physical Bible and reading a physical book rather than a digital copy. For me, that was better because I couldn't just switch over to Facebook or switch over to email and messages. And, you know, so I was anchoring my soul in Christ, um, throughout the day, reading my Bible. My daughter Landry's in here now.
2: Why are you in here?
1: Because you weren't. I don't know if you. you So then also um, creating something, engaging, and engaging with my family, even if it's messy or hard. So one of my defaults is to withdraw. If I'm uncomfortable, if I'm just overwhelmed, then I'll just withdraw. And an iPhone is a perfect tool to do that with. Um, And so I, the days where I have a purpose, and I have a lesson plan, if you will, for the day that like, okay, it doesn't have to happen exactly at 9 a.m., but we're going to do this and this. And that. like we set up a schedule and having my husband home was so huge. So anyway, the point is, is anything that causes me to engage with my family and create, be creative in some way for the day, that was huge um, for me. I just seemed like I had a better day and getting away from this victim mentality of my life. This is all happening to me and shifting my perspective of no, in Christ, I am complete and lacking nothing. And the God of the universe is with me. And so he's with me in my home and I'm not a victim in my home. We have kingdom things to do today in my home. And I'm going to partner with the Holy spirit and I'm going to bring the kingdom in my home. And I'm going to love my like they're not a curse to me. This is, this is sacred time and I'm not going to waste it. And so for me, just getting rid, having an anchor connecting with Christ and getting a vision for the day. was so huge rather than just whatever, you know, I guess we'll see how many movies we can watch today, you know, that kind of stuff. So I feel like that's been, um, that's kind of been my saving grace, so yeah.
0: I feel that way, too, with us, too. I I started at spring break, because I knew we'd probably be out for a while, and I started a pretty intense schedule, um, and it worked, but then, like, we've gone laissez-faire around here, <laughs> but we need to get back on schedule, because when you're doing certain things at certain times of the day, it just helps the kids, because I was kind of like you, like, kids, why can't you just do your own homework and track all this and just get it done and be like college level responsible, but they're not there, you know, so I'm with you. It, the schedule helps. Okay. How about you, John? Um,
2: what was the question again? So what's getting you
0: through quarantine?
2: <laughs> what's getting me through? Um, I think, uh, Having a few anchors in the day, like Jody said, it's been helpful. I'm not one, you know, some people work real good on a real tight schedule. That starts to stress me because we, we don't mi- we miss those uh, uh, markers it feels like, and then you feel like a failure. But um, when you maybe add, I don't know, two to three anchors in your day together, one of the best things we've done is, we try to read a chapter of the bible together like i try to read it with the kids sometimes bill can join us sometimes not but um try to start our morning off with that and i'm letting the kids sleep in more <clears throat> so it doesn't happen real early but um and there's whining and stuff going on it's not it's not without its challenges but um we've just had some good uh, conversations And I just, I believe God's word is alive and active and it makes a difference in our day. And, um, it sets our minds to the things that are true and pure and admirable and excellent. And so, um, I don't know, that's kind of been a high point. I feel like in our day, um, as Jody said, she was talking about consuming, um, I realize the days that I seem that I become just a consumer. Um, things are harder. I tell my kids we want to be producers instead of consumers. Um, produce, order, produce creativity, produce something. Um, hopefully, besides a mess. But um, but one one day. This was a few years ago. I spent all afternoon on a Sunday afternoon just surfing the web. You know, just giving myself free reign, just, you know, shopping, reading, all this stuff. And by the end of the afternoon, I felt so yuck. And I thought, what, why do I feel so bad? And I I realized I had been consuming all afternoon. And I think the Lord kind of gave me some wisdom in that time and, and just showed me, Johnny, go clean a toilet, go be a producer. Even that in itself makes me a producer because I'm producing order. And so sometimes when you have a case of the blahs and you don't know what to do next, go clean a toilet. One mm-hmm. toilet can just pivot you <laughs> to doing something else or unload the dishwasher. Just something that makes you a producer instead of a consumer. Because, and I tell my kids all the time, we cannot become just consumers. We consume entertainment. We consume um, uh consume food consume uh, shopping all this stuff it it becomes i think kind of toxic mm-hmm. when that's all we are we're and as my grandfather once told someone who said why don't you sell all your uh goats and just uh and you could make a lot of money just get rid of all your goats and do such and such else and he said son do you understand i'm a producer I'm a producer. That's what I like. I'm a producer. Mm-hmm. And he found joy in that. And I thought, wow, I think that's really profound because God created us to be producers.
0: Absolutely. And was it one of you two that shared on Facebook about like, if you have a clean sink, start with the clean sink in your house? Like if mm-hmm. you, um, did one of you say that?
2: That's kind of the fly lady method. Um, yeah. Jodi and I have back and forth committed our lives, recommitted our lives to the fly lady method, but um, yeah, she just says, if all chaos is, is happening in your house, just, you know what, go shine the sink,
0: mm-hmm. and it's funny how that can be a catalyst for so much more, mm-hmm. and making the bed in the morning, like if mm-hmm. I have our own bedroom clean, and the sink clean, mm-hmm. I've the top of the world right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything else, Janet? That's really good. I like, I like what you're saying. Just Get out and create. Don't just make lots of Pinterest boards about what you want to do. Like go do something. Yeah. Um,
1: if I could interject something, I was just thinking along that lines of, um, those of us that deal with perfectionism, we're waiting for everything to be perfect so we can take a picture of it and share it on Facebook of what we did, you know? So then we have value and I, I, we have got to let that go. I'm speaking to myself, just go do something and don't put a picture of it on Facebook, go do it as unto the Lord. And we have treasures in our home called our children and our husband And they deserve the best of us rather than the Facebook shined up version. I mean, I don't mean to be all bad on Facebook because there's a lot of good things that are happening there too. Um, But like what, what makes me sad is when I have consumed a lot of podcasts, then these are good things too. But then I'll go treat my family poorly because they interrupted my time of getting to listen to this scripture. You know, I'm trying to read the Bible. And you're interrupting, you know what I mean? And it's like finding a balance and all of that, but of just like, it's okay to create something that wasn't quote unquote beautiful, but it included my family and I spoke nicely to them and I treated them well and we did something together and we made a memory, you know, that's valuable. So, Absolutely. Anyway. And you know, one thing, so you maybe t- go ahead, John.
2: Oh. I was just thinking, I think being cognizant and maybe asking ourselves, who's my audience today? Who am I living for? You know, some people talk about, you know, live for an audience of one. Um, And then I think there's kind of concentric circles there, you know, more than anything we want to live to please the Lord. But then the next circle, who is that? Is that Facebook land, social media land, and then our family, or is it, I think the right order is, the lord our family and then others beyond that you know mm-hmm. um and i was
0: um i forgot what i was gonna say you can notice. that's that okay <laughs> we'll give you a minute if you want or we'll just move okay. on okay i want to go back a little bit too jody you had talked earlier too that you guys have been doing fire pit every night right and you're like roasting yeah every
1: night mhm yeah i I ran out and I had to go brave coronavirus to go buy some more <laughs> sugar puffs, marshmallows um there is something therapeutic about well i just I'm so sorry for people's loss, and it just hasn't touched me in the same way that it has some other people so i'm I'm very sorry for people who are losing their businesses right now, you know, this, all the gravity of all of that. But my world has looked like my husband is home and this is John and I were talking about it the other day. It's like probably my family is more stable right now than we have been in a while. You know, I'm, I just having another adult present in the home all day. It's like incredible for us. And we're able to spend more time outside um I'm just so grateful, and so you know uh setting a fire you know in the in the fire pit and just watching a fire i don't know connecting in nature is just beautiful. I cannot tell you how wonderful that has been, and so even like I'll get the kids if we can get the kids to bed um and just go sit by the fire that has been really just trying to use what we have, you know, look around the house. What do we have that helps us to connect? So I, but yeah, the fire pit has just been heavenly. I've loved it.
0: That's absolutely right. We've got a screened porch too. that I love. And so I have found myself lately just going out there and just chilling. You can hear the birds sing. You can just relax. So that's been a good thing. Mm-hmm. Johnny, John, do you have anything else on those lines about what's helping you through quarantine? Um,
2: I don't, I think y'all have kind of covered it. I think seeing it also as, um, a gift, sometimes life's precious gifts come wrapped in ugly wrapping paper. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's, there's some stuff in this that I don't like, but then there's also some, some precious gifts Mm -hmm. that we've experienced as a family
0: absolutely right that's right yeah we you know you just don't know how much time every day it takes to get the kids to school go pick them up um, go through all the routines and so mm-hmm. it cuts a lot of that out to where we do just have more time together if we would take advantage mm-hmm. all right so here's my list and um, what's getting me through lately so since my Reese's peanut butter cup episode I gained nine mm-hmm. pounds in a month And so I went back on my keto and intermittent fasting kick and the last week I've lost, um, I guess all nine pounds. Yay. I've lost them all. Yeah. All right. I weigh myself every morning, which is sometimes a bad thing. Sometimes a good thing, but I just feel better. I don't need like coma naps, you know, when you've got like a sugar high and then you just crash. Um, so Mm -hmm. I'm, like much more balanced so that's good um mark and i my son we take a bike ride every night and this is just in the last week and he upgraded his bike we bought him a new bike like two years ago but it was too tall for him and so we found out this week he was fine for it and so we're having they they we live on a dirt road of course and they graded the road last night though and it's soft so we turned around and came back home so (laughs) to let it set maybe a couple days, but that's been really great because we can talk about things. You have no other distractions, you know, you can just be very present. So that's good. I like to write. It helps me process my feelings. I, I like write kind of snarky, but it still helps me. And then um, that's that. And um, painting, I like to go out in the barn. We painted Bren's room pink um, and I let her go freestyle in a room. I don't know if you guys saw that, that picture I put up but I, um, I didn't paint over it. It was awesome. And the old me would have like not even thought twice about it and painted over it and been perfectionistic and all that, but I'm just letting it go. Um, I've been painting. I have a barn door in my office. I painted that and I go out in the barn and I paint and I listen to podcasts and I just lose myself in the paint. Mm-hmm. I even painted Ooh. this great chair that we have red, my favorite color um, that we used for our front door when we lived in town. And so now I'm painting it everywhere out here. It just brings me joy. And um, also it's getting me through friends who tell me that I can break the rules and do what's best for my family. I don't have to do what everyone else is requiring of me or my kids or whatever else. Um, First, we've got to make sure we're okay emotionally, spiritually. And some of those other things might kind of fall through the cracks, but that's okay as long as we're okay. So I thank my friends who are doing that. Um, let's watch Tiger King.
2: No, I've heard it's just a complete train wreck.
0: <laughs> it is. So it makes me feel less of a train wreck. It's horrible. <laughs> I watch it early into the morning, like these people are crazy. Like, oh my goodness. So that's a lot. <laughs> And I know you two. Obviously, <laughs> Jonna's husband was a kicker for Texas A&M on the football team. Jody's uh, husband, Jody, is a football coach. You all have ESPN, I'm pretty sure, right? At home, we do, but we haven't watched it. Uh, I mean, I did switch over. to Well, there's to- no sports oh, on. There's no <laughs> sports. But everybody on Twitter is talking about the Last Dance. You know, about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. Have you guys been watching? Uh-huh. I- no so two versions i guess like the unedited version maybe is on espn and the edited version mm-hmm. is on espn2 or something like that um but everybody's talking about it so i want to see what's going on but we don't have espn so i don't know what i'm gonna do but i could binge watch that and it could help me through quarantine mm-hmm. sure. um but then i guess in closing there is a verse that's helped me a lot not a there yeah it's a verse but henry cloud um he had mentioned on his podcast about, um, every day he was reading Psalm 23 and Psalm 91. And I had never looked at Psalm 91. Um, we just finished a Bible study, uh, on Psalm 23 with a group of moms. Um, but I love that. Have you guys, are you guys familiar with Psalm 91? There's this little bit. Yes. I love it. Refuge, I trust in you and I'm safe. And it's so perfect for this time um, that you are my refuge. I am safe. Um, and even if calamity comes, we're going to be okay because we know, you know, we know heaven, we know assurance. Um, and that's just really comforting to me. Yeah.
1: I think all of this is highlighting things that we were always true. We just ignored them because we were busy. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of filler. And uh, I've been watching Randy Alcorn's Eternity 101 on Right Now Media. Uh, I don't know if your churches have given y'all access to that, but it's incredible. It's so good. And so I just, it's highlighted how little I think about heaven um, and how little I really understand about the new heaven and the new earth. It's like, we're Christians. We're supposed to be living toward this. And if I believe that God is good and that, you know, he has prepared, he is going to prepare a new heaven and a new earth and the goodness of all of that, then I don't need to despair for today. He's, I can be present today and there's grace for tomorrow. And I don't know, it's just given me a lot of peace and excitement about the good work that we have to do today. That's going to impact eternity, you know? So I don't know. I just haven't been dealing with a lot of gripping fear. And I just think it's because of the goodness of God, you know, so I'm super grateful for that.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I second that because I've been thinking often about, I have a good God. I have a good father. And if I don't have a good heavenly father and I don't um, serve a good God, then it's all up to me. That scares me if it's all up to me then we have a lot of reason to be at fear uh, live in fear and and be overtaken by anxiety but when I go back to the word and I see how faithful God's been from the very beginning and he will carry out his plan into completion I just I have peace I know there's going to be bumps in the road and Jesus even told us in this world you will have trouble but take heart I've overcome the world And our hope is an anchor for the soul, strong and secure. Hebrews tells us that. And Hebrews also tells us that he allows the things that can be shaken to be shaken so that the things that cannot be shaken will remain. And we're experiencing a shaking right now. And so I think it's making people look around and go, where can I really put my hope? We can't put our hope in our profession. We can't put our hope in our money. We can't put our hope in anything material, but we can put our hope in Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just takes us back to what's truly true and most important and most good and Mm -hmm. wonderful.
2: And I think friendship, too. I, that's one thing I'm really thankful for during this time is just reconnecting with friends and, you know, Facebook, FaceTime calls or texting um, back and forth. That's been helpful, too. Um, you know, just only going back and um, appreciating um, just kind of the slower pace of life as well.
0: Absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun. I'm so glad we did this. It took a lot of coordinating, but you know, it's great because we all have husbands, um, in this, <laughs> in this little brief period of time who can watch the kids and still be home and we can escape to our cars and our bedroom. For <laughs> coming on and being great sports about this and, um, I just appreciate your friendship so much, and you're just always going to be lifelong friends. It's so fun. We just had such a brief time together, all living, me living in the same place as you guys, Um, but I get to follow you through Facebook, and hopefully we'll talk a lot more um, in the days ahead.
2: Well, thanks, Christy, for having us on. It's been fun to Connect with you, and remember, our my youngest and your oldest aren't they a day apart?
0: Yeah, um, so Will. that's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, they were only like three or four months old when I brought him down there. Jeremy had a conference in Austin, and we came over. and Remember, I had that fleece. Yes, she's. Like enveloped in warmth. And so that's the last time we've seen you guys. And Jody I've gone through, Pueblo, not gone through Pueblo, gone through Plainview so many times, um, especially when I went back to work in Lubbock for a bit, for a year, um, not even a year. Um, you know, get there fast and get there back. And so I wish, wish I would have taken said. the advantage and met you at Sonic or something. It's
1: okay, we'll just need to come on a big vacation to Southeastern Colorado.
0: Amen. Live it up. Amen, we'll let you stay in our mouse house and we might even clean it up. <laughs> Your mouse house. That sounds horrible. It is horrible. We had it clean at one time. Maybe, maybe we'd get you a hotel room and you all could come at Harvest. We talked about that. You wanna come at Harvest and so one year we'll get you out here for Harvest.
1: That's right, I wanna drive a combine. I want, I've, I've never gotten to drive a tractor ever.
0: Oh, well, we would give you plenty of opportunity. It'd be yeah. great. Free. We wouldn't even charge you anything. Oh my
1: gosh. It's a dream come true. Dream. dream come true. Awesome. You know, you can, you
2: can go on Airbnb, I think, and register your um, adventures. You could register like tractor driving and have somebody from New York pay big money to come down to your farm. And that's true just to drive a tractor
0: that's true we would really? just some kind of clause that they would pay for damaged equipment yeah up that insurance yeah yeah that's the only tricky thing but I have thought about that because the mouse house might someday become a lodge I mean I it's I've thought enough about it where it'd be the the hunt club at JNC Farm. oh yeah nice yeah it's going to take some renovation and some better commodity markets to get that done <laughs> all right well thank you girls and you have a great day all right we'll see y'all later you too <laughs> take care We're
1: Trying to pack and go to Gordon today so. thank you for listening to my mom's
0: podcast today she had a lot of fun If you want to read some of the crazy stuff my mom writes about our life on the farm, go to our blog at farmharests.com. Have a great day!